Burger King bond with extra cheese and ham. Oh, no. <laughs> Cruz blunders his way through a ridiculous adventure at every turn, looking more bewildered in a plot with more improbable twists than a curly whirly. <laughs> okay, so you, they had me until whatever a curly whirly is. Is that where you put your head in the toilet? The, <laughs> that's a swirly. swirly. <laughs> He runs, rolls, and leaps past an equally wooden cast of ham and beefcake with a few Botox babes thrown in. <laughs> Utter twaddle. That's some serious alliteration. That was a one-star review from <laughs> IMDb. <I got> nothing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew Hello. and Steven. Andrew's over here like, I'm all warmed up. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is part six and the finale of our Mission Rewatchable series in which we're talking about Mission Impossible Don't do it. Don't you do it. I wouldn't go into it. I can now if you want to. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Fallout. It's been out so long. 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah. That's five um, years ago. That was a long time ago now at this point. It, it really does it feel like a long like time forever ago. It's crazy because like sometimes I, I think about it, I'm like, that was like two or three years ago. And then other times I'm like, that was like a decade ago. That was forever ago, yeah. <laughs> like time is a flat circle. Time is an illusion. <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> That's from True Detective, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> If you haven't watched season one of True Detective, check it out. It's really so good. I actually uh, really do want to watch True Detective mm -hmm. because this the is not new a True Detective no, podcast. Listen, let this man have his True Detective no, discussion. Because <laughs> the new season has mm -hmm. Jodie Foster as the main character. Mm. And I like Jodie Foster. So the best part about True Detective wow. is you don't have to watch every season because they're like an anthology. Mm -hmm. Each yeah. season is like an isolated. So maybe I'll just watch the new one. Yeah, the first out. season's really good. I couldn't get through season two. I heard decent stuff about season three, but like the first season with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey is yeah, great. Yeah, I can see yeah. that being great. Yeah. It's really Anyways, good. back to the plot. <laughs> back, skirt! We get back on road here. <laughs> all right, so, here is a plot summary. Well, hold on now. We oh, got to okay. tell people, what, what is the Mission Rewatchable series all about? How is this going to be different? Well, we're rewatching the Mission Impossible movies. Nailed it. In the um, run-up to... In the run-up to Mission Impossible... Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning Part, part 1. Dot exe. Dot exe. Yep. Yeah. Forward slash geocities <laughs> dot blogspot. No. Dot angel fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which comes out very soon. Very hopefully soon. you've very been soon. along with us in this journey, rewatching all the Mission Impossibles, listening yes. to these episodes. It's been pretty, pretty it actually has ride, been actually. Quite, a, quite a lot of fun. I, I've had a lot of fun. I love these movies. I do. Um, I do too. And I, I, I think most people like them progressively as you get closer to more yeah. modern ones. What's funny is these are not movies that I think of like, oh yeah, you know, it's just a random Friday night. Let's toss on like MI3. Like I don't, that never comes occurs to me. Yeah. And watch these. I'm like, yeah, these are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These could be well, those movies. Yeah. 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 Part particularly Ghost Protocol and honestly Fallout. Yeah. Like they're, they're. Two phenomenal. They're films. very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallout was quite good here. Yes. I know, at, the, at the end of this episode, we'll do a little quick recap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So let All me right. give you a plot summary for so, Mission Impossible. Well, Fallout. For, for anyone who okay. isn't familiar with how this format works, <laughs> here we go. There we, is no spoiler. It's the, the spoiler sixth wall, episode. They've the probably spoiler heard. Spoiler wall is now. We have to get that out there. Oh, He's yeah, going to give call. a plot summary. That is true. Very true. The very spoiler true. wall is now. So if you have not seen Fallout since 2018 and you don't want to be spoiled, go watch. This is your chance to go watch. It's good film, so it's totally worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. All right, plot summary, please. Now, now plot you summary. can go, yes. Third time's a charm. Because this plot summary spoils everything. <laughs> All right, two years after Ethan Hunt had successfully captured Solomon Lane, the remnants of this syndicate have reformed into another organization called the Apostles. 
Such a silly name. Stupid Under the leader. Name. It's again, probably from the actual show. Or probably. <laughs> Under uh. the leadership of a mysterious fundamentalist known only as John Lark. The organization is planning on acquiring three plutonium cores. Ethan and his team are sent to Berlin to intercept them, but the mission fails when Ethan saves Luther and the apostles escape with the plutonium. With CIA agent August Walker joining the team, Ethan and his allies must now find the plutonium cores before it's too late. Yep. It's your mission, should you choose to accept it. Like the film. <laughs> yeah. This movie was released July 27th, 2018, which we just discussed feels like... A while ago. A while ago. Or not too long ago. Yeah. Depends on how you look at it. close for a real long time. Yeah. yeah. Directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who did Rogue Nation and is doing Dead Reckoning. Yeah. So. That's encouraging. Yeah. Christopher McQuarrie's here. Uh, written by Bruce Geller and Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, Lauren Balfi did the music, mm-hmm. who he did. Recently, we were reviewed at Dor- Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Honor Among Thieves. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and he did Ghost in the Shell, the Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. live action movie. He did Wheel but, of Time. Yeah. No reaction we're from not, We're not going to talk about Pause it. Pause for Steven's reaction. A none given. <laughs> Moving fast. Seething anger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, starring a lot of people in this one. you got Tom Cruise, Henry, uh, is it Cavill? Cavill. Cavill? Cavill. Cavill. Okay. Henry Cavill, Ving Rhames, uh, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Alec Baldwin, Angela Bassett, Sean Harris, Vanessa Kirby. A lot of folks. I, I remember whenever I watched rewatched this for the podcast, I was like, <gasps> Angela Bassett's in this. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I had forgotten, not that she was in it, but like her character entirely. Yeah. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. And it all came like flashing back. Mm-hmm. She's uh, not in it a lot, but she's. Yeah. Like, she's still a presence. Yeah. She's definitely, yeah, a yeah. presence. Uh, budget, $178 million. Whew. Box office domestically was $220 million. Uh, internationally, it was 571 with a worldwide total of $791 million. Pretty it successful. Made, made so, his money back, yeah. yeah. It did good. All right, what what are your overall thoughts on Mission Impossible Fallout? Guys? I think this movie is probably the best one out of the whole franchise so mm, far. Okay. Uh, and I, I used to really sit on Ghost Protocol being the pinnacle. Right. Yeah. And after watching this one, I think this has all of the, um, the ingredients needed to make the best Mission Impossible film so far. I, I think I mostly concur with you on that. Mm-hmm. I think... I feel like... Go Sorry, ahead, just leap in here. I feel like this one is maybe a little, just a smidge too light on the humor. Okay. It, it needs maybe yeah. a little more of that kind of situational, you know, like like Benji and, and Ethan Hunt lock eyes kind of moment. Yeah. In it. I mean, you, you do get that whenever yeah. he is chasing um, You do. With August? The, yeah, running through the... Um, what, what's his Walker? name? Walker. Yeah, Walker. Walker. When he's chasing Walker... Like the uh, rooftops. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty so great that's, that's the most you really get. It is. But I do feel like other films have done it a little better. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a core ingredient yeah well particularly and, ghost protocol had the humor well but not even yeah. like that like even going all the way back just like mi3 right where he gets the the mission call and he just the next thing is him just throwing ice out the door and he's like honey we're out of ice <laughs> like you don't get those <laughs> right. kinds of moments either really yeah. you know uh well because i think that that i think one of the reasons why is because this film's story is really just all doom and gloom from the get-go. It's quite intense. And they, the whole they way don't through. allow yeah. you any kind of respite from that. Well, because yeah. I, I feel like to me, I, I, I think I agree with you, Andrew, that I think this is my favorite of the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. movies, but Ghost Protocol is like a close, close second. Yeah. It's really just what mood am I in? Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Is Ghost Protocol the one where they blow up the Kremlin? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Because Rogue Nation is the one that has the other one that has Solomon Lane on it. Correct. Yes. Okay. So yes. I, that's what I was going to say is I think the reason this one might be a little more serious is because it's trying to basically build off the framework laid out in, well, in Rogue, Rogue Nation, Nation yeah. and kind of do it, it better. It also connects to MI3. 
Like he goes right. all the way back. Yes. Also, I, thought was I don't know if you cool. caught it, but uh, Vanessa Kirby, her character, uh, she's in um, she's Dead Reckoning. Her mom is, um, uh, uh, what's her name from Mission Impossible One? The British lady that helped Ethan. Oh, uh, oh, um, uh, uh, Job. No, not he's Job. She's oh yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had her name in my head. I just lost it because I was like Hold Vanessa on. Kirby, the White Widow. Her mom is. Um, Hold on, hold on. I got oh, you. I got you. I can't think. It's oh like one gosh. word. Yeah. So she says it at the front of that scene where she makes the appearance. She's like, in honor of my mom, mm-hmm. whatever, I've gathered you oh. all here to start this thing. And it's like when she says I like, never caught that. I go, oh, that's the lady from the first Mission Impossible movie. And ooh. I was like, ooh. I, I had never caught it before until yeah. this rewatch. Oh, um, I like that. Max? Max. Max. Yeah. yeah. Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she's Max's daughter. Oh, that's so cool. And oh, so that that's went the right connection. me. Yeah. So they did a really good job then in this film of connecting it throughout the franchise. Well, and yeah. where's our where's our MI2 reference? Like, come on, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Just doves. The <laughs> helicopter goes by pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really, that's a good, good tie-in that I didn't even think of. But it does make sense, though, because uh, this one obviously ties directly to Rogue Nation. Yeah. And then the new one has her in it and also... Um, Kittredge? Yeah, and the, the original Kittredge guy from, from, from one. the yeah. first one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, clearly, uh, Macquarie is really trying to pull back and connect a lot of this stuff instead of being anthological films. Yeah, he's trying to, like, yeah. stitch it together a yeah. little Which bit. Which I, I really appreciate. I like it lets them build in higher emotional stakes. It does. Like when it's like, Hey, it's a, it's an aid camp and there's a nuke in it. That's going to go off. It's like, okay, that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm concerned. And then his wife <laughs> also his, his ex-wife. Ex, ex-wife who he still cares for is here. And like, she's going to have a couple touching lines to this. It's like, okay, we like ramp the stakes way. Yeah. On, yeah. On they really one. did. Well, cause I love that the whole time, whenever they're like, why would they, why would they want an aid camp there? Cause yeah. like, clearly this was like their thing. And I'm like, ah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, and so then once you start to see the, the shapes of like they were the ones that uh, you know like funded their thing, did the thing, the water, that got yeah. the people there, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it's it's pretty yeah, it's good. Well, yeah. also it feels like an overarching global conspiracy, right? We had a smallpox outbreak, which then brought a cause that can't to be there, and then like I caused you mm-hmm. know the funding to be there enough that she and her husband could be there, so yep. then I could put the bomb there. But like it actually feels like the whole pull the string yes. play. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, we have you know returning. Uh, characters from Rogue Nation. So you mm-hmm. got, you know, Ilsa Faust is back. Yeah. And I like, got, I like her character a lot more in this one than I do, than I, I did I in like, Rogue Nation. I like her really? character just in general. Yeah, well, I, know, I like her character too. See, I know what I was going to bring up too. One of the other humor things we have, like in Rogue Nation, right? When he comes out of the water tank and then she, you know, Scarper's off, mm-hmm. and he's like, does tries to do the car slide, just kind of bloop because he's been dead. <laughs> yeah, like, we didn't get one of those either. Kind that of, that kind of yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that's. I think that's the one ingredient. And it's not it like done more it's of. not like a critical piece, but it's that little extra spice at the end, little seasoning. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I where that you need mm-hmm. just to make it go. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. You know? um, Sorry. Yeah. You, uh, what did y'all think about um, Henry Cavill as August Walker? I think it's very sad that he is already dead. I thought he was a great villain. I think he's yeah, great. he's a great villain. Yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic turn as well. Yeah, and like, well, and they kind of it see to me watching the film because i don't i actually am not positive that i saw this when it came out this may actually have been my first watching really because there are some moments in this film where i was like boy i don't remember this really i i feel that because like we knew each other back then when to into 2018 i don't think you saw this i don't think if i I remember correctly yeah Yeah, you definitely didn't see it with us uh, okay. so, so I felt like it was really telegraphed that he was going to be the bad guy. They kind of lean towards, well, maybe it's the CIA lady. Yeah. 
uh, Angela Bassett's character, and then he's mm-hmm. just doing her. He's just the the henchman, right? Mm-hmm. Not the the main linchpin part of this. But like, it, to me, it felt pretty telegraphed. I mean, well, it's it's not that you you as a viewer didn't see it coming, but the turn is still really good. It is because yes. you're you're waiting. If you see it, you're waiting for him for when it when yeah, it really when it actually happens. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's his his demeanor. Like he seems like an imposing figure yeah, in the room, is. you know. He is for sure, and I think uh, you know Henry was a good cast for that because, like, hundred percent. I mean, I, lo- I love obviously one of my favorite scenes is the arm reloading scene in the bathroom <laughs> fight. Like that whole fight scene's great, and but the way it breaks and the way things go down and like the way that like, you know he's like just eyeballing that guy in the mirror before yeah. it kicks off mm-hmm. and. The, the so, messy cleanup, and then they, they've got him in there trying to scan his face, and the, yeah. the uh, foreign dudes are like, they think it's a bunch of guys making out in there or whatever, and they're trying to like get in there. <laughs> so that, that was a little bit of humor, but it was a little too dated. Even for being 2018, it like felt kind of dated. It did, and it wasn't like, <laughs> it like played what? for laughs. Like it, it was, it was more to ratchet up tension. Tension, yeah. The, yeah. The, the people are trying to like see what's going on in the stall, and yeah. Um, and I thought Vanessa Kirby did really good as the White Widow. I thought her character, yeah, was, and, and I know that she is definitely in the next one yeah for yeah. sure so well, we're, getting, we're getting very connect interconnected now which yeah is nice. when you see her kind of taking on the role that max left of like she's kind of working with the cia on mm-hmm. stuff and but she's still brokering all these deals so that she can stay she's got like some shady size yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So i gotta say for this one so rogue nation i was not a huge fan of solomon lang like as a villain oh he was he so good in this one i didn't fantastic feel, right exactly one, yeah. i didn't feel like he was like really intimidating or scary in that film mm-hmm. in this one they ramp him way up and it's oh, yeah. way better especially the bits like when he's being transferred and he's like bound up and he's just kind of looking around and watching oh, yeah. like he felt it felt like Philip Seymour Hoffman and the helicopter flying away just staring at Ethan Hunt right it felt like that kind of intensity at play it's it's that level of like I'm like, confident like I may yeah. not get out t- today but I'm confident that my day will come. I'm getting out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I will be free of this, and I will achieve what I want. Scary attitude of uh-huh. like, like no matter what you do, Time I'm, I'm going. Is on my side. So, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, from my understanding, the the bathroom fight scene mm-hmm. that was only scheduled to take take or for them to shoot for like two weeks. But I think it took him like four months. Holy cow! No, yeah. It's, uh, so the trivia I've got here says it was meant to be shot in four days. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow, but okay. due to the complexity of the fight, it ended up being shot over several weeks. So, so yeah, or maybe it was like four weeks to, to like four days or something like that. Yeah. Like, what, and they had to just keep coming back to it because it was just a very complex. Well, fight. I do remember yeah. seeing in a couple interviews with like Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill where they're talking about like the actual fight in the bath stall, like the punches, mm-hmm. and like how well you can't really choreograph that because of the space you're in. Yeah. And how you get a camera in there so it's, so it's we're really just kind of punching each other in yep. there yeah well and, and like basically at the end of every day of filming for that scene like you know the first couple of days you're like yeah everyone's you know really really jazzed about it and you know they're they have a lot of energy and like towards the end they're just like man i'm hurting yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is the film right where mm-hmm. henry cavill had the mustache and the beard that yep. they had to edit out of uh, Superman. Superman, Man of Steel. Uh, no, 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 it was uh, Justice, Justice League. Justice League. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, I did remember that bit when we first saw him on screen. Just means that he was getting paid more for Fallout than he was, um, right? Well, I, which is League crazy to me. <laughs> like, you're not making more bank as Superman. Like, Warner Brothers can't come off that cash. Like, <laughs> Warner Brothers is managing money left and right. They're like, hey, can you do this for like a, a couple bucks and a sub? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, because like, I mean, clearly he was like, I really, I can't get rid of the mustache guys. 
we're not going to like, yeah, like yeah. we're not going to fake it in Mission Impossible. You guys are just going to have to remove can you, it. Can you imagine? Yeah. Just to, what if it well, just takes? You know, what if the thought process was there? Right, Henry Cavill was like. Guys, I'm not going back to Tom Cruise and be like, hey, can we CGI a mustache on me? He's oh, not, not going to work, all yeah. right? I'm, he's short, but I'm scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if it takes Henry Cavill like four months to grow a mustache or something? What if it's like his facial hair just <laughs> grows grow. real, yeah. real slow? He's like, guys, you don't understand. I can't. They're like, just, you'll grow back over the weekend. No, no, no. You no, don't no, understand, no. guys. You, you say three-day stubble. I call it three-month stubble. Yeah. <laughs> it's all these supplements I'm taking. I don't know what's happening. Uh, so... To me, like I, I think one of the reasons I like this movie so much, I, I like the plot, I like the story of yeah. what happens, but it, it's a lot of the action scenes and a lot of the stunts are just really well done. Really, and a well lot done. of the mm-hmm. like, it's like the same spirit of the action that's in like Fallout, yeah, right, or in uh, sorry, uh, Ghost Protocol, Ghost Protocol, but like sharpened up a little bit with like mm-hmm. you know Christopher McQuarrie's directing it and slightly more modern cameras and like you don't really have a scene that's as bad as like the Kremlin blowing up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Bad but, CGI. Well, compared I mean, to like, you, you have, you know, obviously a couple, couple years worth of, of CGI and technology yeah. and everything that, that does get in between there. And I think when you compare it directly to rogue nation before it, you mm-hmm. can see the benefit of them kind of having the script figured out before they started shooting versus, Definitely. you know, like we talked about in rogue nation with like all the They're kind of thrown it together as they went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the reshoots and like the figuring yeah. it out. And like, when you look at that, movie specifically with its action scenes. Some of them are really good. A lot of the driving scenes, but then like you compare it to this and this just feels like a, a notch better on every level well, than rogue nation. Well, to me. the, the chase through Paris, uh, after, after they basically like he knocks Solomon Lane's van, van off of the thing and then they're being chased and then he's getting, he's then on the motorcycle yeah. going through like that is a fantastic sequence. We were so, making fun of that just because they hit like the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, John Wick could fight in here for an hour and the cops would show. Cops are already here for this one. <laughs> They're like, here, yeah. But they had the day feel, off on John it, Wick 4. <laughs> it did very much feel like they did the same thing that they did like at MI2 where they're like, all right, we're in Paris. How do we establish Americans to know we're in Paris? Okay, yeah. Eiffel Tower, Arc de Triomphe, mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's boom, boom, done. Done. So his, what he does, sorry, uh, what he does with the car at one point where he basically like does a J-turn over some stairs and then oh, goes like, like sideways yeah. the other way. And then, yeah. yeah. That, okay, so I have some trivia on that. Oh, okay. that that's right, one of my right. favorite moves in, yeah. in the whole thing. So. Tom Cruise showed some impressive stunt driving skills during filming. The crew filmed four takes of Cruise making the 180-degree turn while driving the BMW M5 down a half dozen steps on the streets of Paris. Three of the takes were perfect. In the last 10 degrees of the turn, he had to turn the steering wheel, step on the clutch, and put the car into first gear while it was still in air. Yeah. Stunt drivers train their entire lives to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And Cruz did it in like, I don't know, it's like a hundred days. Yeah, 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 something ridiculous. Um, well, it's, so, on the, the motorcycle thing, though, it's, uh, uh, the Paris chasing involves stuntmen and 70 cars driving to avoid Cruz, who was riding his motorcycle against traffic right. without a helmet at extremely high speeds. Yeah. yeah. So they're just like, oh, I wonder how I much. I don't want to be the guy that hits Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much money they had to pay France and specifically Paris, Paris to be able to do yeah. that for the Arc de Triumph. I don't know, man. Oh, it's, man. I don't know. Like, ju- just imagine. That yeah. because like that is one of the busiest intersections. Right like, to shut that down. Yeah, for yeah. who knows like, how even, long. Even just yeah. a day. Can you imagine how mad Parisians oh, would be? They're so oh, mad. They're so like, this American Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound French at all. <laughs> American Tom Cruise. <laughs> is he Libyan? <laughs> 
The problem is there's nothing in there where it can be like baguette. I can't get into the I cannot get into the French. Oh, the Tom Cruise. Oh, oh, motorcycle. Oh, this is Tom Cruise. Yeah. American. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have like four French listeners. They're like, ah. <laughs> So this is just a random, just a, a block of stats right here. So the film right. had 3,000 setups, 13 helicopters, six pregnancies, all different women. So like, <laughs> <What>? not, <laughs> not one woman had multiple pregnancies during filming, I guess, is why they clarified gotcha. that. Yeah. Like a rabbit. <laughs> just, yeah. Five hiatuses, four weeks of aerial photography, three continents, two winters, and one broken ankle. Wow. And Who Tom broke Cruise the ankle? The jump. Tom Cruise broke the ankle. Yep. So in, uh, On the, the when, halo when jump? He, no. no, the jumping from one building to another oh, when he's going yes, across. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that take where he goes from one to the next and he yeah. gets up and he kind of limps, he broke his he ankle. He broke his ankle. When he hit the side of the building, he knew, oh, I broke the ankle. Finish he, the take. Finish the take. Modern day Jackie Just Chan, push baby. himself up yeah. and go. So speaking to his chops as just a stunt performer, yeah. right? So we were watching the film. And during the helicopter chase at the end, right, we were like, so you think Tom Cruise is piloting this helicopter? And like, my wife's just like, he probably is. Let's see. And she pulled it up. And she's like, yep, he's had his helicopter license for like decades at this mm, point. Yeah. He's known for it. I was like, yeah, he's just, I, he's I do, always in there, man. I do love that bit of comedy, though, whenever he gets in the, oh, yeah. in the yeah. helicopter. And he's All like, right, you so. know how to fly a helicopter? And then he's yeah. like. I'm working on I'm it. Working I'm working on, on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he's like, okay, altimeter. He's like, turn it. Okay, more power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and also, so it says he trained for an entire year to perform the the halo stunt. Yes. To jump out of the plane. Yeah. So, thing. well, man, and that take where like he like he's psyching himself up and then he's running and then he jumps off with the camera. Oh, it's so good. I know. Well, yeah. That, I, so I've seen interviews on that where they're talking about he, you can only do this take so many times just because you have to get up there. To it do is so expensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so he has to when he goes out the back of that, he has to nail like a two foot window to be in focus mm-hmm. for the camera. Yeah. So like he's going out the back of the plane and nailing that. And Henry Cavill apparently was really adamant. He really wanted to do this with Cruz. And Cruz mm-hmm. is like, we don't have enough time to train you on how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not, which is happen. so sad. Cause like, I know that Cavill's like a really like genuine guy when it comes yeah. to that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. And, but yeah, like it takes, it's a lot of training and yeah. a lot of safety things and everything like that. Yeah, there's, there's a, lot a lot of layers. Of, to a lot, that. Of, a lot yeah. of layers in there. Yeah. It's not just let me jump out of the plane. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I, Tom's doing it. Why can't I? You know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll go paint my warhammer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the plane, like the, that's what you don't see out of frame in the back of the plane. He's just sitting there with his leg crossed, looking mad, painting a little. All his paints are just rattling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the, to be fair, Tom Cruise has been in the industry for a very long time. Henry is sure. is still. I'll say new, relatively, yeah. and, and relatively new to this type of stuff. Like, yes. I think oh, I'm going to name drop. You know, one of my favorite movies to name drop on the cast. Here it goes, Stardust. There it is, everybody. I think <laughs> that's probably the <laughs> earliest I remember him being in a film because mm-hmm. he plays the, kind of the the other suitor. Yeah, and that's 2000. And he was in 300. That's the first time I think I saw was he? him. He's in 300. Oh, wow. he was in 300. What a throwback! Yeah. Wow. I think that's the first time he I is saw. He's 40 him. years old. Hey, what so have you done with well. your life? Seriously, <laughs> not as much you. as him. Thank you. you know what? I also paint minis. You know what's and crazy? That's about all I have in common with I'm him. I'm also in the exact same shape as Henry Cavill, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so you're six one, Ryan? Is that what you're selling me? Easily. Yeah. <laughs> probably six. Is he six one? I'm probably six two. He is six one. <laughs> I haven't checked recently. Probably grew a little more. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> 
uh, Alec Baldwin, I, I like him in this again. Uh, I, I really I hate like, that he dies. <laughs> I like his character. I hate yeah. that he goes well, out. So his fight with Henry Cavill, he said it was particularly difficult because... Because he's fighting Henry Cavill? He's fighting Henry Cavill. <laughs> and he's Alec Baldwin? <laughs> yeah. Old Alec Baldwin? Have, you, have we neglected to look at me lately and then him? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What am I doing? Well, yeah. He's got the Alec and Baldwin I'm, voice. Yeah. And I'm going to... Punch him? Who am I fighting? <laughs> uh, I thought you did really good, though. Because I, yeah. I like that you get to see, you know, Hunley, like, really get into, like, now like, I enjoy like, this. You know, yeah, my, the yeah. team, where, like, yeah. they do the, the, the double cross with another double cross on the mask and then the reveal. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can see where y'all, why, where y'all really get into this. When in prior movies, you know, he's yeah. been like, uh, what was it, like, hot, like, Mission the Impossible Force is Halloween. You're just mm -hmm. running around wearing yeah. masks yeah. or whatever. So it was fun to see that. Uh I liked Simon Pegg, like Benji. I liked his um you, you know character in that, this. Yeah. That like, core team yeah. is great. Is well, great. And, and now that they have Elsa on the team, yeah. Right. Like I think that's going to be a really good dynamic for going into Dead Reckoning. Yeah, and I, I think too, like you know, we've said in the other ones, like it. It's frustrating when they have a good team and then they have a totally different team. And then the next, like, next like two people yeah. are missing from the next yeah. movie. And you're like, come on. Well, also, you get a bit of a carryover of kind of the, the love interest here. Yes. Yeah, with, as well. uh, with Julia. With the, well, no, no, not Julia. With Ilsa. Oh, with Ilsa. Yeah, 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 okay, I got you. Well, we're moving, we've, moved, we've moved past Julia at this point. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I think that was a fantastic way to close out his, mm -hmm. uh -huh. not, I'm not going to say reliance, but his dedication to her. Yeah. And he can now move on to Ilsa or, you know, whatever, or wherever, or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. but having her, cause like Julia reappearing as kind of a, another level of threat, right. Where mm -hmm. that, that Solomon can use to threaten. Ethan yes. With, is cool and good. But she is, while she, while she is capable, we do see her do stuff here. Where like, she's just like, well, well what can I do? I, I can help. Mm -hmm. what, cut the red wire? Okay, cool. I can help with this. You I, know? I love that yeah. she I got really involved like that, that. that. She got I to be too. part of that. Uh, I'm but, glad that she wasn't just there at the camp as yeah, another cause it, threat. It gets, you know? it gets us away from kind of a little cringy, like, white knight kind of thing. Because yeah. there's a little bit of that where she's like, well, you know, I, I sleep better knowing that, you know, you're out there. Yeah. But at the same time, I would also sleep better knowing that you know, Ethan Hunt's <laughs> sure. running around and terrorists down. So yeah. I can't blame her for Tom it. Tom Cruise is just hanging out in the yeah, shadows. It's just there, right? I sleep better knowing Tom Cruise is just right around the corner. Yeah. I also love that, like, so Luther. I would not sleep better knowing Tom Cruise is still down the corner. <laughs> Save me with the witchcraft, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Save me, Tom Cruise. Uh, Luther in this movie, you know, Ving Rames. He his character and the 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 arc that he has of like you know he saves him at mm -hmm. the front and it, you're really getting into that like like he chose him over yes you the know mission. losing the mm -hmm. plutonium you know and he he gets emotional later when he's talking to Ilsa about like the fact that like you know what happened with uh, Ethan and his wife yeah and then at the end when he's helping her defuse the bomb mm -hmm. and it's like going back and forth and it's I think. I like that they used Luther as that character because he's the only other character he's that's been, there been in the every whole movie. Time. Yeah, yeah, right. It's him and Tom Cruise, the only two that have been in every single, you know, Mission yep. Impossible movie. So, like, I'm glad they didn't make that a new character or mm -hmm. someone else. They really like, because was it three where they barely had Luther in it? Or yeah, was there it for like three. Was, yeah, three wasn't. No, it is three. It is three. Yeah. Is it three? Yeah. And then four. For like 20 seconds. Four, he was he was only in it at the end. At the end, yes, right. Yeah, okay. he's like, oh, you no, should have no. called me. Yeah, no, no, three. He's yeah, three. In there, he's in. He's in there at the start of the rescue. Yes. Yeah, 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 the track balls. Yeah, yeah, he's got the track balls. He does have the track balls. Hey, look, man, the mid two. I love a track ball mouse. Golly, okay? I love <laughs> <wrong> you. <laughs> this explains so much. It really does. 
Um, yeah. So what are, what are some of your favorite scenes? Mine I got to lead off with is the, the extraction of lane, like that whole, the way they set up that's that cool scene sequence. Mm-hmm. and then like the way you're, you know, that know he's going to do something flip of what happens. Yeah. 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 And you just don't know why. And then as soon the music during that scene is awesome. And then like when they knock the, the, you know, truck carrying him off in the water and that just that one shot where like the water's coming and he's like, Oh and yeah. And holds it's, the yeah. Breath. it's sideways. And it's like sideways. Oh, tilt in there. What a, what a great, Great shot. So, yeah, and then after that, that's when the chase kicks off and like the motorcycles and like that that whole section right there is probably my one of my favorite parts of so the movie. For for all my again, my objection here about I feel like it could have a little more humor. Yeah. The bit where Ethan and Walker are in the cab mm-hmm. and Walker realizes, so we're about to extract a guy, right? Yeah. And he's seen you and he knows that you're Ethan, right? Yeah. So what are we gonna how are we gonna cross that? But I'm figuring it out. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that one was that one was also good. Yeah. Um yeah. like how do I get this guy out where he just never gets to see me? Right. Uh, so I man, I know there's some really the problem here is I think there are some really good scenes. Yeah. So towards the end, the fight in the like the cabin where Benji is basically mm. being hung yeah. and like Ilsa's like it's going really well choreographed and like sliding the box to him so he can stand up like all that. Yeah. That is really cool choreography, really cool. Like balance of stakes and like trying to manage. Cause like by all rights, Solomon Lang's been wearing a straight jacket for like two years. Mm-hmm. Ilsa should just destroy him and move on with her life. Cause she is just, yeah, well, she's, a, she's yeah. a trained agent yeah. that has like, been active at the, her, whole time. the peak of her training. Yes. Yeah. And having Benji there is kind of the, you know, the, the millstone around her neck. Yeah. To make it an even fight works really well, both well, well, for the story and also for the tension. But even well, then, when like, Benji he, helps and it moves the box further yeah. away. So it's like the, yeah, the, the give and the take, the back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Well, and the only reason why he has an edge on her is because he just gets the drop on gets her. Gets the drop on yeah. her. Yeah, not because like she is physically incapable right. of fighting him. But that's that's yeah. the start. It's just the continuation of we, that fight once she's yeah. free, where by all rights, again, she should just destroy him. But we have the other yeah. obstacles there, and we play with that. I, th- I think that I, scene is just really well done all around. And I really think, like uh, specifically about that that scene, whenever he he kicks Solomon Lane to help her, and then it basically effectively it, it, kills it, him, it starts him strangling yeah. again. Yeah, which is such a great. That's like a great ju- choice for yeah, him. Great, well, great choice for just like the way the scene plays mm-hmm. out because yeah. now it is you you are set on a timer of like I have to choke him out and have make him pass out before. Benji, before Benji, Benji dies. goes out, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, it, it's the the race of mm-hmm. like yeah, who's gonna great. pass out first. Yeah, it's great use of um, of just like cinematography and stuff. I think. Yeah. yeah, that that whole sequence for me was like top notch. I had another one in there that I was gonna bring up. Oh, the bit where they open the garage door, they're putting Solomon in the Beamer. Oh yeah, and the mm-hmm. cops there. He's like, just walk away. I yeah, walk I feel away. so bad for her. I'm yeah. assuming that yeah. she lives. Presumably, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, she calls he, for backup. I mean, yeah. he he gets her put in pressure. He yeah. guns all the other dudes because it's that bit where it's like she gets gunned down by the other guys, mm-hmm. and then he just you know, yeah. puts them down. And yeah. it's like, okay, put your hand here. Like it's going to be okay. Yeah, you know, puts the the mic up to her so she can call for backup or yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, but that whole sequence I thought was also really good. Yeah. So mine is after. Walker, you know, obviously has revealed himself and he's walking to the extraction point and Tom Cruise is going on the ultimate Tom Cruise run through <laughs> London. Oh, of course. <laughs> A lot and of running, yeah. I love the the two bits in this is I love him walking like going into like the the um um uh, the church. 
Uh, oh, oh yeah, the yeah. funeral. The yeah, funeral. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like going into the funeral, and just standing there. He's, he's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. sorry. He just runs, and, he just and then everyone off. chases after him. Yeah, and then and they're um, like, "Who is it? CIA?" It's a, <laughs> Unclear. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, but then whenever he's in the office building and Benji's like, well, he's just going that way. He's like, I'm in a building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to jump out of a window. Oh, uh, yeah. And he <laughs> just turns the map. All oh, the yeah. office workers are like staring at him. There's one lady out there like kind of like nodding him. Oh, off. yeah. Like, Do that one lady. <laughs> I was going to shout her out. She goes. Like not like yeah. yes you got it and I was like that's my this. my lady right there but I, I love that bit and the music that goes with it is just absolutely phenomenal oh, yeah Andrew's got to reference this make make Ryan work well, so Lauren Balfe did such a good job with the no, soundtrack the score is good on this and I think this was one of those where like I remember watching this film and then thinking back on the other Mission Impossible films and I'm like oh all the music is like this and this yeah. was really the one that they they really started hounding down onto like adding in the main theme yeah. into a lot of it and the percussion for this the stores and um, stores and or stairs and rooftops stairs and rooftops yeah, yeah. Uh, which is just great and this is a really long track because it's a pretty long chase scene yeah but you have just like such a good little um, driving force for a lot of the um, the kind of tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lets me skip ahead a little. Yeah, bit. so skip towards the end where it has like the really big like horns. Well, yeah. that when the piano comes mm-hmm. in, that's the part I always remember. And then like the. Let's see. Towards the end. It starts to ratchet up right there. Yeah, and honestly, like the uh, the Mission Impossible, uh, the the song basically mm-hmm. Fallout. That it's like the their their version of, yeah. of the MI theme is really good in this too. Yeah, they um, do. Um, just such a, I mean, like he did such a good job at really pulling in a lot of like the motifs for the franchise, yeah. and then putting it into the music and and changing it in ways to actually make it interesting for a lot of it. Because I recognize pretty much all the tracks on this and I've only seen the movie once, Yeah, but I've listened to the soundtrack quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and, and they, they do a good job of like all of the, the action tracks have like the same kind of energy with that percussion. That's mm-hmm. like always happening. Yeah. And then that almost becomes a through line as well as the, like the, the, you know, the theme, like the notes, like the stuff they're bringing in. Cause you'll, you'll be in the middle of a song and then all of a sudden that kicks in and you're like, Oh, there it is. Like, you know, and then it starts to ramp up or whatever. So I think for me, the music does a really good job of just like it, it matching the, the action yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the tension. Like there, there's several tracks where like when I listen to them, I can see the scene again in my yep. head because I can see like things are plateauing and then, oh, it's ramping up, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. So I have a question. What do you yeah. guys think about the final, I guess, showdown in the helicopters with uh, with Walker and Hunt? So I like the in helicopter bits better than the on ground. Yeah, I think bits that the final that. confrontation on ground is actually maybe the weakest part of the entire film. Yeah, I, I can agree there. I wouldn't go well. Okay, weakest part of the film. Of the film, like of it's, the it's, film. Not, yeah. Yeah. it's not like it's not like it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh, just, suddenly the Marx Brothers, you know. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but that's. It, I think that bit for what it could be is a step down from where well, we could. I, Cause I love yeah. the, I love the bits of, of Walker using the light machine gun to like shoot and the perspective shots of that oh, yeah. are 
phenomenal. So apparently, and I saw this as an interview mm-hmm. when they were shooting those scenes with with the Henry and the chopper. Mm-hmm. Right, it was incredibly cold, but they had to have the doors open because they're doing this. Yeah, and they did you know multiple takes, and he was like, "Yeah, I was just freezing." <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the cool thing too, I watched this on the 4K Blu-ray, and it's got the. the oh, I watched the 4K well, Blu-ray. It cuts to the 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 full frame when it goes to the IMAX shots, yeah. and it comes back yeah. down. Oh, and like, interesting. When it hits the helicopter scene, it's IMAX for like the next the like way. 20 minutes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but when it does, it's like whoa, and you can see like the, the ice on the mountains, and like mm-hmm. th- that that scene when they're like flying around. Well, they're like just barely clearing oh, yeah. ridge lines and stuff, and it's like whoa, that is. Mean. And the, the Dolby Atmos soundtrack on this movie is out of control. <laughs> it's like like a yeah. show it's a do we want to talk about your home theater a little no, more well, i'm <laughs> just saying if i was going to bring somebody over to show them like check out my home theater system i would show them blade runner 2049 and this that a, that helicopter action scene yeah. at the end because the sound is just <laughs> insane when it whipping around and stuff yeah. but i like the choreography of that scene too where he like he figures out the helicopter <laughs> okay i got this and, and he, he gets tries above to him, bomb them and he tries to bomb them i'm yeah. like this is awesome <laughs> like and they're just you know hanging out like no not a clue in the world no clue yeah. and then he sees he misses obviously yeah and then yeah just the the back and forth that happens and, and then the nosedive they do All, that that whole part of it i love and then when they get out of the chopper it feels like it feels a little anticlimactic a little really bit because it, it's like it feels like like in terms of the script, it has to happen. There yeah. has to be some kind of a showdown. Well, and it feels honestly a lot like Mission Impossible Two at the end whenever they a get on the bit. beach. Yeah, like so that you have this massive, like really in depth chase with yeah. the motorcycles from two, and then you have this one the with helicopters. the helicopters. They just ramp it up, and then at some point, you're gonna have to have a fist fight. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's like you have to have that showdown. Mm-hmm. But I, the other, like the the other part of the story that's running concurrent with this, right, where it's just the team is like. We, hey, we, we cut this wire at two. What do you mean two? We cut this at one. And it's like, well, how do we know? Like, you just got to have faith. Yeah. And then, like, we don't, as a viewer, we don't get to see him put a hand on the receiver. Which is such a great choice. Right. Yeah. That's a, such a good, yeah. good choice in storyboarding. And you have the false ending with the, um, or the, the bright the, light. Yeah, the yeah. bright light. But yeah. then it comes <laughs> back to him, and he's still hanging from the rope, and he's got the piece in his mouth. Like, he literally just, like, ripped it out. Like, how else, how quickly can I get <laughs> yeah, to this right. part, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, which I thought was... I really liked quite a bit just because it was, yeah, you know, and you know, at the end they ask him, it's like, how close were we? He's like, the usual, the yeah. usual. <laughs> and they're all like, well, you know, like, they realize how, how bad it was. Yeah. Cause that, that is, yeah. I did like that. They had essentially like no communications with him. They just have to go on faith that he's going to get the job done. Right. And from a story perspective, I think that's honestly pretty great because yeah. like they just have to assume that he is going to do his job the best way he can. Right. Yeah. Also, I, I love like the, um, the double twist that happens, you know, when, when they basically figure out that Walker mm-hmm. is, uh, John, the, Lark. John, yeah, John yeah. Lark. Mm-hmm. I always want to say lane and it's not, it's Lark. <laughs> yeah. Lark. Uh, and then, you know, Angela Bassett's like, you know, nobody messes with me, like take him in, you know, and then she gets off the phone and then Walker's like now or whatever. And yeah. then <laughs> half Go. of the CIA guys are on his, it's like, yeah. Oh man, double cross, triple cross, you know? quadruple cross. So many crosses. Yeah. Um, I kept, so honestly, like they flash, like, you know, John Lark's name up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I just didn't read it right or what I thought it was Locke. And then for like half the film, they're like, Lark. I was like, man, am, is my hearing going? Like, am I struggling? <laughs> here? It's like, no, it's Lark. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> the um the thing too like to me like at the end of it you know even after the 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 final fight Mm -hmm. with with walker isn't amazing it's still fine it's yeah um 
I, I'm just always so bummed that his character dies. I know. Yeah. Like, I want him to like be and another he, like, bad guy. He's not yeah. one of those. It's kind of again going back to MI three, right? There is they don't leave you any question of oh, he might have survived that. Right. Fall. Yeah. No, they like straight up on dead. screen. They're like he's dead. Because <laughs> him coming back with like the burn up face would have been like uh, maybe they were like that's a little too Bond. Like yeah, you know like, probably, we don't want to like yeah. lean into mm-hmm. to that. Well, also at that point in 2018. You know, if you're planning, well, we're going to release this film hopefully in the next three years, right? Like, how expensive is Henry Cavill's Well, contract? yeah, because at this right. point, like, like it wasn't it, he was he was Superman. Yeah, like, and he's, he's, I know that he's they on had course to blow up. Yeah, 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 like they like, had a lot of plans for him and their Witcher and that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, there there definitely was a lot of contracts. You know, probably questions I mean, in there of like, for, can for we get we him know. for the price that we need him at? Sure. Later yeah. at a later film, or even just the availability. Like maybe yeah. he's on board. Like, hey, yeah, I like I like the pay, I like the work, but like, hey, I got like the TV show, uh, you know, DC movie, and you know, mm-hmm. all this other. Uh, and for all we know, there is another set of shots out there where it's not as clear cut that he's dead. Yeah, because that's that's yeah. one of those plays you could easily make. I'm mean, going all the way back to like Empire, right, where mm-hmm. they put Han Solo on ice. Where it's like well, we don't know if he'll come back. Yeah. Well, right. you could you could have played that same game here. If, well, hey, we don't know what the contract is, but then maybe at that point they're just like, nah, go with the let's 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 kill him, move forward yeah. to the next. Like IMF just keeps finding new problems, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious that um, do we want to postulate on on Dead Reckoning since it's going to be coming out pretty much well, the week. After. Well, let's recap the, the series yeah, first, the past, sure. and then before we'll go we into the future. Like, let's go into the yeah. past first. The first Mission Impossible movie. What, what did you guys, what's your big takeaway after watching it this time? Um, Classic yet controversial spy film. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of action. Not a lot of action. At least action. on Tom Cruise's part. Not yeah. really one of my favorites from the franchise. It's a totally acceptable. I have a lot film. of nostalgia and appreciation for it from watching mm-hmm. it back in the day. I like Max. I like... Um, John Voight's character. I mean, character. you get Luther yeah. in here. Like, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of good things in that film. I, I think my biggest issue is the ending action sequence in the tunnel. It's mm-hmm. just kind of it's just too, it's just it's too ridiculous. Much. Yeah. 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 Okay, Mission Impossible two. Doves. Budget doves. Budget doves. <laughs> just sheer insanity. Just give us all the pigeons. Like, I, of, of I had a lot films. of fun watching in my two. Though. I actually <laughs> liked it way better this time. <laughs> it's bonkers. Well, you go into it with, with low expectations yes. and you entertain. I, I got to say, I think of all the films, we really can tell mm-hmm. how low this is or how unimportant this is to the franchise, right? Because mm-hmm. Dead Reckoning, we've already had revealed like Kittredge come back from yeah, the first. Yes. Yeah. We've had the Max connection in Fallout. Like they're connecting other strings all the way back to the first one. They ain't connected anything to number two yet. No, yet. And I, if Dead yeah. Reckoning does, that's going to be buck wild. That's gonna, I don't yeah. know how they're going to do it. Dogs are just going to burst out. John Woo's going to walk through. You know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Fan, I, Fandy Newton comes in on a wheelie on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> With Uzi's Akimbo. She's back. But, but I definitely think that it was better than a lot of people would give it credit for. Yes, I yeah. think it's more yeah. entertaining. It's, ri- it's ridiculous. It's more entertaining. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's a better film. It's mm-hmm. more entertaining. I think though. it's one yeah. of those movies that like came out, everybody was like, whoa, and then it mm-hmm. like soured, and yeah. then now it's back in it's kinda, yeah. a little bit. Like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just wild. It's just different. All right, Mission Impossible 3. Best villain. This is. I mean, I think Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman I mean, it is the best part the, of that. The movie, second for version sure. of Solomon Lane from from Fallout does give him Very a good. little bit of run for a his money. Bit. It's yeah. not but the same level, though. Still not Philip Seymour yeah, I, I think yeah. if you're going to have this type of film, yeah. one of the most important pieces to nail is the villain. Yes. Like yeah. the antagonist has got to be strong. Otherwise, like, what's Ethan Hunt's purpose, right? Like, what's right. he actually accomplishing? And I think this is probably the best example of 
wow, what a villain. Yeah. And, yeah. and this, you know, this was the proto version of everything that came this after is, it. And, and mm-hmm. this is this is laid the like like this is where we get Julia. In, yes. Right? This is where we yeah. get all these pieces are place. And I think that interplay too throughout is really good as well. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, the, the surprising thing for me was how dated it was. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, we talk the about color, the first the one's color, very um, mid nineties lighting yeah. with the backlighting. Yeah. The second one's very early aughts, you know, with the CG and the special effects and the slow-mo. This one's green. This one's a lot of green. <laughs> and then like it's got that matrix tint. To it's it. got it that, yeah, yeah, that vibe to it. Uh, okay. What about ghost protocol? Fantastic. Good film. Still one of, one of the one film. of the best just movie stunts of all time, I think. Oh yeah, just just absolutely also, bonkers. Going all the way back to the Kremlin, right? Like we have some really good gadget use on that. Oh yeah. Well, we have we have great chemistry from our whole crew. Yeah. We have Jeremy Renner in there, which was a great mm-hmm. addition. Which is unfortunate he's not really in him anymore. Yeah, but it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he, I thought it was great. Like just one of the best films. Yeah, I mean, really for me, the only problem with. Ghost Protocol is the villain is just kind of there. Yeah, he like, just kind of exists. Yeah, yeah. he's probably the weakest villain. Like he, yeah, he he even you know in Rogue Nation, uh, you know, like Solomon Lane. No, he's still good. He's like kinda, he's good. Yeah, the, he's the, the Ghost kind of, Protocol one is just kind of he's there. He's just yeah. there. Like they don't give him enough to do. I yeah. don't guess for you to really fully appreciate and, how well, evil you have he is. That final confrontation in the like the parking elevator which thing. is a very cool which like, is a set very piece. brutal and also when he just like goes off to try to deny yeah. the briefcase right like, yeah. yeah there you kind of get the full commitment but we didn't he didn't ever have a chance to really get in there and like monologue or like be intimidating on screen yeah so it just falls a little flat it, it does but uh, everything else i, I love in great Protocol. yeah yeah um, yeah, and then here we are with Fallout. We just discussed it. Well, we, we, Rogue, Rogue Nation. Nation. Sorry, I always forget about Rogue Nation. <laughs> Literally, kind of when we were doing this rewatch, Fallout. I was like, wait, is there, there is a Rogue Nation. Yeah. Which is telling. Holy cow. Well, and it had a lot of production problems. Mm-hmm. Just, it did. Yeah, because they were kind of making it as they went along. And there, there's definitely like, you know, some of the action scenes in Rogue Nation are good, like especially the fight after he's been resuscitated. Oh, it's, yeah. You yeah. know, like that's, uh, and then the, the, the chase the scene, scene yeah. and with Jeremy Renner, but the, the, the actual underwater part where he's swapping the cards yeah, is not that on. good. Like they didn't yeah. even know what he was supposed well, to be doing in that scene. Like, what are, what are you stealing? We don't the, know yet. We haven't written that. Yeah, you know, I, like I, think, I think the biggest issue though is the big stun of the film happens too early with no fanfare and oh, yeah. it doesn't feel as dangerous as the Burj Khalifa, even though yes. it absolutely is. It absolutely probably is way more, more dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem too, is we don't have any, like by the time the Burj Khalifa stunt happens, we're like fully on board, fully invested. Yes, yeah. Because that's the cold open. Mm-hmm. It's just there's no stakes have been established yet for us to attach to or to be like in, already on the edge of our seat. Yes, yeah. yeah. which is like the movie opens like, wow, Tom Cruise is holding onto that plane. Okay, yeah, you know? and it, it feels just a little bit too early to have a stunt like that. Yeah, just because it, does. it doesn't feel as big. Well, I, I don't the think one from Ghost Protocol. it's so much the problem of the stunt being early. I think it's that they don't have anything else that happens later that that supersedes like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have an early stunt like that. Yeah, you better sure. have something big at the. Finale. I was gonna say if you come out of the gate with that, that, that I, I think I remember the first time I saw mm-hmm. it in the theater being like, "Oh man, where are we this going? Is how they're here? starting? Like, where are we going? Yeah, because in the trailer you see that scene, yeah. and I thought that was gonna be like the big mm-hmm. you know yeah. finale or something. So like, yeah, for them to like do that at the front and then never have anything else that quite. Yeah, matches that point. it. Yeah. I think is, is a well because because Fallout you have two of them. You get the halo jump and then you have the helicopter stuff. Yeah. where he's like hanging on the side, right? And, and, like that. and the halo jump doesn't. While it is very dangerous, it doesn't 
feel it doesn't feel dangerous as dangerous as like the helicopter like the helicopter chase feels way more mostly yeah. well, because he's exposed and it's not a controlled environment quotation marks right. well we've yeah. also at that point reached all the tension has yes. come to a point yeah. right mm-hmm. so like that works whereas yeah. again rogue nation we have a really big stunt to start and then it's like it's a car motorcycle chase. Okay, cool. Yeah, we've seen this. Yeah. What are we yeah. gonna do next, guys? We got we got a ramp in here. Like, what's <laughs> up? You know. Well, I think even in in Fallout, you know, you have the the extraction of Lane and the motorcycle chase uh-huh. and the car scene yeah. in the middle. Yep. So it's like you have the Halo jump that in the middle, and then you know the like helicopter. Yeah, yeah, the final really cap. big pieces throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the 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 chase in this one in the middle, I think, is better than the one in Rogue Nation. It is. So yeah, it like for sure. That's the other thing with Rogue Nation is that when they do that, it's like if that would have been a better chase, maybe maybe it was enough. Yeah. Maybe yeah. There, if there's a little more going on in that chase, yeah. 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 All right. So that sets us up for Dead Reckoning Part One. Mm-hmm. So what do we think is going to happen in Dead Reckoning Part One? And also. Why is it a part one? Because reasons. I don't know. So obviously (laughs) we've lost Alec Baldwin's character. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kick this sucker off with the IMF is being folded into the CIA. That's where Kittredge comes back in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I, I'm again. Wild, wild speculation. Yeah, we're just we're just yeah. So so we're right back to Hunt's going to go from having a boss who like backed him to the hilt to now we have you know it's Halloween all over again kind of thing I guess. Yeah. And. I don't know, man. I don't like. Is Kittred's gonna be like? I never left. Like, is he gonna? He, been, he like got like, a promote. He like got yeah. a transfer, a promotion. I want, or is he like secretly the bad guy? Maybe, maybe he's pulling the syndicate strings from. Is oh, Angela no. Bassett gonna be back? I hope so. Like, I, I want to see that character like, fleshed out more of a of a hard. You know what? Well, because I mean, she always has a presence on stage. Yeah, absolutely, oh, for sure. Or screen, whatever. Screen, yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably both. Yeah, probably both. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So is she gonna be like? You know, the antagonist to, to Kittredge, are they going to be working together? Yeah. Like, is Kittredge, like, in her, like, in league together, and mm-hmm. she's, like, trying to shut it down? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say, I hope that's not the case, because if there is one plot line I'm getting real tired of, like, it's, it's we've only had so many of them being can we disavowed. Stop trying to disavow or <laughs> right. shut down the eye. Like, how many times do they have to save the world before you're like, hey, maybe we give them the benefit of the doubt don't shut them down right maybe, now? Like, what they should do is they should be like, you're disavowed, and everyone should just not react at all. Like, Ethan, everybody just goes, uh-huh. So, it's, so it's <laughs> that's just our natural yeah. resting state. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Well, so the other thing, too, is clearly, like, this is, like, just from what I've gathered from the trailer, it does yeah. feel like it's like an AI-style kind of threat mm-hmm. where it's like oh we can stop crime forever you know kind of like minority uh, report, minority report. Of light <laughs> okay, yeah. kind of thing with like this big eyeball looking graphic or whatever yeah and uh clearly we have the arms dealer um from fallout who's yeah, max's she's daughter. back yeah so she's definitely in it we we have the team like i'll say the core team now where we have yeah. ilsa benji and luther yep. in there so that's exciting I'm, i know like there's at least one bit in the clip where like like Luther's saying, like, listen, man, like our lives are not as important as this. And Ethan's like, I'm not losing anybody. I refuse so, like, to accept yeah, that. So, yeah. So obviously we're going to have some kind of intense, maybe in that moment, one of the team is captured mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's a, cl- that's a very classic well, MI thing. And then we have the big stunt, which is what they've touted for quite mm-hmm. a while where the they, they did the first day of shooting. because <laughs> They wanted to make sure that they had a film for the rest of it to be shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if Tom Cruise dies, well, you don't have a movie. And that's, uh, if you haven't seen it, you know, you should watch it. It's like, Christopher McQuarrie is like watching the screen and Tom Cruise is jumping off this cliff on a motorcycle. And like the whole time, Christopher McQuarrie is going, okay, right. <laughs> I'm about to kill Tom Cruise. Oh God. All right. Hold on. 
He's going. Okay, he's going. We're rolling. Okay. Because he like goes off yeah. the motorcycle like into a base jump, and it's like yes, yeah. Like if you snag anything here, you're just dead. Well, when but, apparently they did that a few times. They it did it like seven times, yeah. I think. Yeah. Which which I find funny too, because like in my mind, again, the mm. Burj Khalifa feels so much more dangerous and big than this is. But I know that this is so much more dangerous. Well, and I think that's a good point to make though, is that perception versus reality yeah. is real with these well, movies sometimes, well, some, where like sometimes you could pull off you could pull off like a quote-unquote lesser stunt mm -hmm. and just given the circumstance it could feel way scarier well, than so yeah it, or it could actually be more dangerous yeah, hopefully well, they don't put reasons. the motorcycle jump right at the start of the film yeah, I, I hope, hope they yeah, that's, later on. that's a yeah. later like a like a car chase type thing that yeah. they build up to. Well, so one of the things and this is kind of bringing you back to Jackie Chan. I mentioned I mentioned him earlier is the fact that one of the stunts that almost actually killed him was one of his like most banal stunts right. of basically jumping from a tree to a roof. Yeah, and like he just fell on his neck and he fell, almost fell wrong. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and like he cracked his skull. I skull think. was like open. Yeah. yeah, and that's where I think that's what I mean. Like with the perception versus reality of like. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you see a stunt, you're like, yeah, it looks kind of dangerous. But in like the reality of it, like like the plane one from mm -hmm. Rogue Nation is probably way more dangerous yeah, than the Burst Khalifa. Burst strike and just, you know, Tom Cruise is dead. Right. KO, yeah, cut in half by a freaking seagull, you know? <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, or a pigeon. <laughs> or a pigeon. <laughs> or a group oh, of pigeons. The bunch of doves return. <laughs> yeah. John Woo's revenge. Make fun of us, will you? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'm excited to go see it. I am too. Uh, yeah, yeah, after after going yeah. through this whole rewatch, which I hope everyone listening has been, if they haven't, if you haven't rewatched all of them at this point, you've been inspired to get in there and watch. Yeah, because yeah. I, I gotta say, like Fast X, I don't think I could recommend running through all those films before this. I can I definitely I, recommend. I feel like I can recommend every single one of these in the run up to Dead Reckoning. Yeah, yep. that is totally worth it. It's gonna be fun. Even like two, like you know what you're going into, pop some popcorn, kick back, relax, yeah. and just let it roll over you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it will. And it will. <laughs> <laughs> so so real quick, why do we think there's a part one and a part two on the Dead Reckoning thing? I think that's because just cliffhangers are so I mean do you right think now. it's gonna be a complete cliffhanger I think or do you so think too. it's yeah. gonna be like maybe um, maybe that'll be the final the stunt will be the final one where he jumps off and we don't even know if he lives. We don't even know oh, if he, man. yeah. Well, cause like, so, you know, like Hollywood goes through these phases, right? Where we had, uh, you know, like Hunger Games part one, part two, mm -hmm. and we had that with Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. Yeah. And then we also had stuff like, what is it? Ants and A Bug's Life both came out at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Armageddon and, and Deep, uh, Impact Deep Impact came out at the same yeah. time. So Volcano suddenly, and uh, oh, uh, 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 Dante's Dante's Peak, Peak. yes, yeah. came out at the same time. So yeah. like they go through these phases, and right now we just kind of got hit with Fast X with the cliffhanger, Across Spider Verse with the cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. So like right now Hollywood's like cliffhangers are hot. I mean I like so, cliffhangers, so let's go. I don't I don't hate it, but also I would like a complete movie too. Like I don't like going in knowing that it's right. part one makes me feel less bad about it. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to see complete arcs in films yeah. and not like, hey, right. cliffhanger, this film may be done in three years. The, the biggest thing to me is that like when they do the part one, part two thing is like I want it to be a justified reason of why this is a part. Because yeah. if, if it does tell a full story, cool, then why this couldn't this has just been part seven, Dead Reckoning, and mm -hmm. the next one called something else. Like Rain right, yeah. carried over from Rogue Nation to this one. So, like, this could have been Rogue Nation Part 2, yeah. technically, you mm -hmm. know, in some but, ways. But, but see, Rogue Nation, they had the writing was so shoddy, they weren't sure where they were going to go. Oh, that's 100%. They commit to it. <laughs> so, maybe the real thing that makes, makes you feel assured is that they felt like they had enough story that they could 
tag this with the part one because they've got enough for a part two. Right. Maybe the planning is good enough now. I mean, I, I think especially with Cruz and, and Christopher McQuarrie, I think once they teamed up, even really on Rogue got, Nation, really which got is the this first pretty time, ironed out. they were like, okay, they, I feel like with Fallout, Mm-hmm. They hit their stride of like yeah. we we know how we work together. So I'm hoping that yeah, part one and part I, I'm two. I'm really like, excited. Yeah, for for the new one. Yeah, I'm pumped I mean, about it. I, I prior to doing the series, I was kind of like, yeah, it's another Mission Impossible. Now I'm like, yeah, like let's let's do this. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, you can support the show right now for the low low price of just one dollar. One dollar. Right. Spoilers intended podcast oh wait hold on i messed it up patreon.com slash spoilers intended podcast is where you can go we you have great bonus content we have episodes commentaries patreon picks polls where you get to choose what we review yeah yeah you can influence the future of this cast as we have or force us to watch something that maybe we don't want to watch maybe maybe (laughs) or maybe something that we just want to watch and we just want to make you vote for it i don't know yeah it's more of a you help us pick something we do want to review (laughs) you're not holding us down in a chair and be like i gave you a dollar watch the movie really what happens is we get four choices and we're like all these are good choices we couldn't decide and then Patriots pick. <laughs> Let's but, pass the buck on to yeah, someone Yeah, we don't want to make a choice. You can also support the show by tossing us reviews, um, sharing us with your friends, uh, you know, rate us on Spotify, if iTunes, you, If whatever. you see our posts out on social, you know, give leave a comment, leave a like. Yeah, we have share. two social media accounts, Facebook and Instagram. Check <laughs> us out on one of them. And, right. uh, yeah. Thanks well, for supporting I, I hope everyone's show. had a lot of fun with the Mission Rewatchable series. Yeah, yeah. I um, have. It's yeah. been great. <laughs> Until next time. Yep. I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended.